Today, I would like to tell you about a young girl named Gloria Strauss. Gloria was the daughter of one of the teachers at my Catholic high school in South Seattle. And at the age of seven, Gloria was diagnosed with neuroblastoma, a dangerous and deadly type of cancer. Gloria began treatment right away. But since her parents were deeply connected to the Catholic community in South King County through their parish and their high school, the family also immediately reached out for prayers. And the idea of praying for Gloria went viral before that was even a term. By the end of my time at that high school, we were holding all school assemblies in order to pray for Gloria. She was featured in a series of articles in the Seattle Times. And at one point, she had regular, rotating groups of 50 or more people showing up at her house to pray the rosary for and with her. And yet, in September of 2007, at the age of 11, Gloria died. All of the prayers of thousands of people across King County did not bring her healing. Today, she is buried in Federal Way. Stories like Gloria's are important because they challenge our shallow reading of the Gospels. If we just pay attention to surface details, we can be led to believe that Jesus is primarily a healer. Sick people, like these ten lepers, call out to him, and he heals them. And so, when someone like Gloria dies, we wonder why Jesus did not heal her like he healed so many others. Did she not cry out loud enough? Was she somehow unworthy of healing? But a more attentive reading of the Bible tells us that Jesus is not primarily a healer. He is primarily a savior. The focus of our gospel story is not that the ten were healed, but that the one who returned to Jesus, loudly giving thanks to God, was saved. Did you notice that? Ten were healed. But only the Samaritan was saved. Salvation, of course, is nothing more and nothing less than unity with God. Again, salvation is unity with God. The Samaritan was saved because his healing inspired him to unite himself in praise and thanksgiving to God in heaven through the Lord Jesus Christ. Something similar happens in our first reading. After having been healed of his leprosy, Naaman the Syrian eventually requests two mule loads of earth. This is because in the ancient world, gods were considered territorial, literally tied to the sections of earth where they were worshipped. In order to worship the God of Israel, Naaman needed to take part of Israel with him home to Syria. Naaman's healing is not important because it removed his leprosy, 
but because it ultimately led him to unite himself to the one true God. This dynamic is true throughout the entire Bible. You will be hard-pressed to find any story of healing that is not somehow linked to salvation, either the salvation of the sick person or the community that surrounds that sick person. It is salvation, not healing, that motivates all of the great works of Jesus. And why would this be the case? God cares about salvation above anything else because unity with him is the purpose that underlies the universe. Everything was created to be in perfect unity with God. And salvation is simply our restoration to how things were intended to be. What's more, unity with God is the only thing that will last. Because God alone is eternal, everything that is not united to him will ultimately pass away. From the perspective of God, then, our health does not really matter. All of us will eventually die. Some of us will become sick in the process. No matter what sort of healing God could bring to us, it will always be temporary and ephemeral. Even Lazarus, whom Jesus raised from the dead, had to die again. Which means that God's every effort is dedicated not to our health, but to our salvation. He does not care about bringing us temporary life unless it brings us eternal life in the process. And this is the key to Jesus' miracles in the gospel. Whether he performs a miracle or not always depends on whether it is going to bring someone to salvation. He heals many sick people, and then they clamor to follow after him. But when the Pharisees demand a sign, he denies it to them, saying they will receive only the sign of Jonah. Jonah, who converted all of Nineveh by his preaching alone. Jesus knows that if a heart is too hard, even a miracle will not convert it. As Abraham said in the Gospel two weeks ago, if they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if someone should rise from the dead. So why did God not heal Gloria, despite the thousands of people praying for her? Because God is in the business of salvation. Was healing this little girl going to secure her salvation? The people who knew Gloria will tell you no. She had already united herself completely to her Creator, and this had allowed her to bear her illness joyfully. She did not need to be healed in order to be saved. 
was healing this little girl going to bring the people around her to salvation? A harder question. But the reports following her death tell us, no. Despite the fact that she was not healed, her witness in her suffering strengthened and even restored the faith of many of those who had prayed for her. As uncomfortable as it is for us to admit, rather than save Gloria Strauss from cancer, God allowed Gloria Strauss to save her family and friends through her example of faith in suffering. She, like St. Dominic Savio, fulfilled her mission on earth early and found her healing in heaven. And so, my brothers and sisters in Christ, what are we supposed to learn from the ten lepers, from Naaman the Syrian, and from Gloria Strauss? My takeaway is that ten were healed, but only one was saved. It is important to bring to God all of our worries and concerns and stresses, and so we should certainly continue to pray to God about our health and the health of those that we love. But health is not the end or the final goal. Anyone can be healed. But a true miracle always has a purpose, and that purpose is salvation. If we have experienced a miracle, as I know many of us here at Assumption have, it is important to ask ourselves how God brought about salvation through this miracle, not just healing. Otherwise, the miracle will have been in vain. And if God has not granted the miracle we are asking for, it is important for us to ask ourselves whether that miracle would actually bring us closer to God or whether God is looking after our salvation in other ways that we have yet to notice. In either case, the greatest gift we can be given is not health, but unity with our Creator. And a prayer to unite ourselves to Him is a prayer that He will never fail to answer.